Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Thursday, November 19th. Everything feels like it's coming to a head for the Titans all at once this weekend. The team is playing its worst football right now. They are in the middle of the toughest and most important stretch of their schedule. Fans and players and coaches alike are all searching around for help, namely cornerback Adoree Jackson, first-round pick Isaiah Wilson, or anyone who can combine their foot with the ball in an effective manner. Listening to the press conferences on Wednesday, Kevin Byard fielded questions, of course, about Jackson, and Dennis Kelly was asked about Wilson. And there sounds like progress has been made in both cases, and glaring holes along the offensive line and in the secondary have fans obsessed with both players. Obviously, both would be welcome additions to key areas of a team that needs support. But the desperation swirling through the fan base, and I can only assume wafting through the locker room, is palpable. And Adoree Jackson and Isaiah Wilson are not going to magically solve all of this team's problems. The list of things that need fixing goes well beyond one cornerback or offensive lineman, and the solutions aren't going to come from the practice squad or off the street or from a delivery truck. No, a turnaround, should the Titans be able to pull it off, will come from the veteran leaders in this locker room and from the coaching staff. Mike Vrabel and his staff had a great scheme for Lamar Jackson last season in the postseason, but are going to have to work some magic again this weekend. He doesn't have the same personnel as he had in last year's meetings, so it will take some creativity from Vrabel to pressure Jackson and keep him in check. Let's see how good you are at scheming up a defense, coach. A little help from his veteran stars like Bayard, of course, would certainly help. Those names in that locker room have to take ownership of their play. Offensively, this is about taking ownership as well. Ryan Tannehill has to be more effective at getting his team into better situations pre-snap. The offensive line has to protect their quarterback better. The pass catchers need to catch passes. And Derrick Henry needs to keep punishing people. All of the pieces are still there to find success, so it's up to Arthur Smith to make adjustments to better manipulate his personnel. If you have a protection issue due to injuries, tough shit, man. This is the NFL. You got to figure out a way around it. On special teams, it's about trial and error at this point. Be it at kicker or punter, this feels like the final weekend to let the current assets attempt to prove themselves. If you cannot make kicks or punt the football, you don't have time to let it work itself out. You need to try some new stuff. There are many reasons why this team is facing adversity in the toughest point of the season. But this is life in the NFL. And it falls to veteran leadership to sack up and solve the problems. Your opponents in this league don't care who's injured or who got COVID or who wasn't ready to be a professional. They will cut you and watch you bleed in this league. You've got to figure out a creative way to mask your weaknesses and showcase your strengths because if you don't, the guys across the field will come for your soul. For a thorough breakdown of all the things that, of course, the Titans are trying to fix right now in the middle of the season, be it the pass rush, the offensive line, the secondary, special teams, you name it, the guys over at football and other F-words have you covered for an in-depth analysis of all the things the Titans are trying to fix on this week's episode. Make sure you check it out from Broadway Sports Media and 440 Sports, of course. Rate, review, and subscribe. Football and other F-words. Well, the big year in Nashville professional soccer just keeps getting bigger. On Wednesday, Nashville SC defenseman Walker Zimmerman was named MLS Defender of the Year. This gives the city of Nashville the best defensive player in not one, but two professional sports. Of course, you'll remember that Roman Yossi is currently your reigning Norris Trophy winner in the NHL. Zimmerman is the main building block piece that has led this expansion side to so many highs, both in the standings and on the stat sheet. He is the main reason this club posted the best defensive season by an expansion club in MLS history. 
He's also the main reason this club is where it is today, and after all the minutes and awards, Zimmerman also is the most expensive defender ever acquired in Major League Soccer. His price tag has escalated to $1.25 million, a record transfer fee for any defender in league history. And he's been worth every single penny. It's a huge honor and just another impressive notch in the club's first season of action. Of course, they could add yet another impressive tally to the score sheet with a playoff win on Friday night against Inter-Miami. Let's once again bring in Tim Sullivan of ClubCountryUSA.com to give us our first glance at the brief history between Nashville SC and Inter-Miami and what a match will look like stylistically on Friday evening. Nashville and Miami are both expansion teams this year. Miami has actually had an expansion bid for a lot longer than Nashville. They were promised to David Beckham essentially when he came to the league as a player over a decade ago at this point, but the teams entered the league this year together. Um, Nashville went 1-0-1 against Miami. They they won here in Nashville a 1-0 game. That was not the most exciting in the world, but it was Anibal Godoy who managed to uh, hit a rocket from just outside the box and, and give them the win. And in Fort Lauderdale, where Miami is temporarily playing as they build their own stadium in Miami proper, uh, the boys in gold managed to hold on for a draw. It was one of those games where they kind of, you know, when you take four points for a win and a draw in two games against a team, you feel like you got the upper hand over the course of the regular season. So stylistically, we know what Coach Smith wants to do on any given match, <laughs> which is barricade the door and and get up high and get out wide and, and pressure from the wing. What do you expect stylistically from these two teams as they square off in their first ever playoff match? Yeah, Miami wants to be a little bit more of a high-flying team than Nashville for sure. They, they spent a lot of money to bring in some top-end talent along their front line including Gonzalo Higuain, a guy who just finished his season in, in Europe. He was playing in Italy, a big five league in the world of soccer. So that's the sort of guy that's a really important player. The issue, kind of similar to Nashville's Randall Leal issue, is that Rodolfo Pizarro, who's a Mexican international who plays for Inter Miami, was also away on international duty and should not be returning in time to play for Inter Miami against Nashville. He's a, a much more crucial player to Miami than Leal is to Nashville. So that's something that they're going to have to find a way to create without him. They do have some other kind of exciting players. Lewis Morgan, who's a pretty young Scottish guy, which you don't see a ton of in MLS. So he's a guy that they're going to rely on to create. And they're going to hope Gonzalo Higuain is able to bang those home. Whereas, like you mentioned, Nashville is going to be a little bit more of a, a team that's going to focus on defense. And if they can manage to counterattack for a goal, that's something that they'll gladly be able to do. There you have it, folks. The strategy for Gary Smith is fairly simple. Do what you do best and attack a susceptible back line when you can. So far, what have we learned this week? That Nashville SC is as healthy as they've been all year, that it's found success against Miami in its first season, and that the matchup favors Nashville SC stylistically. All good stuff so far. Tomorrow, we'll talk to Tim again about the playoff format and how that impacts the club's chances at making a deep run and get his final prediction on the match. Check Tim out, of course, at clubcountryusa.com and at clubcountryusa on Twitter. Here's a quick look at all the other shows across the 440 Sports Network, what you're going to get this week, of course. We had Josh Kendall from The Athletic covering South Carolina on Fringe Element, your SEC football podcast from 440 Sports. Adam Vingan and I on The Gold Standard, your Nashville Predators podcast, cover the retro reverse jerseys, of course. And on Lamestream Sports on Friday coming up, Mitch Light of The Athletic, who's also worked in the magazine business at Athlon Sports, as well as the sideline reporter for the Vanderbilt Radio Network, as well as launching the Commodore Report in the 90s. We'll talk with him about the evolution of media in Nashville on Lamestream Sports every Friday on the 440 Sports Network. 
Thank you guys all for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports. Please tell everybody about the show. Thank you for listening again. This has been the 440 for Thursday, November 19th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.